Welcome to a bonus episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your co-host, Rebecca Russell. And as always, you can reach us on social media at Spooky Nerdy Gal for myself and Surviving Empathy Podcast on Instagram and Chef Bry Comedy on Twitter and Facebook. Today, ladies and gentlemen, this episode is just to test our equipment out a little bit. So if you hear anything off or different, please realize this is intentional as we're just trying to perfect the coloring of our audio. But we also wanted to take this opportunity to say hi to you guys and to let you know that we miss you, tell you what we're up to, and we thought since we're at it, why not talk a little bit about Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2. So we'll go into that just a little bit. Also, we'll talk a little bit about how we're expanding the topics to now include hashtag spooky life and hashtag nerd life and what that entails. Lastly, we'll go into a preview of what's to come in season four. And before you ask, hey, why is Rebecca voicing the intro? It's just to have a bit of fun. We're trying very hard to become an all-inclusive and positive show and brand to have more fun. But that also means moving on from previous seasons to enjoy not only the things we all love, like paranormal, empath stuff, and mental health and robust living, but now we'll be able to get into movies, TV, and pop culture more, and the emotional and mental health implications of that. Anyways, thank you guys so very much for being so good and kind to us. We're trying so hard to grow and expand here at Surviving Empathy and Chef Right Comedy, so anything you guys can do to help us is always so meaningful to us. And just so you guys know, we're now on Venmo and the Cash App, as well as PayPal and Patreon at Chef Bright Comedy. So thank you guys so very much for listening. Grab something to drink, get comfortable, and let's begin. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we're offering you a bonus episode. Yay! So please welcome my co-host and my beautiful wife, Rebecca Russell. Please say hello to the folks. Hi. (laughs) So you guys, hey, how you doing? We miss you guys. So uh, we just wanted to pop in real quick and uh, give you guys a little bonus episode. We were feeling frisky today. It's a beautiful summer day and it's not too uh, hot. We've been kind of... Uh, going through a heat spell, and then now uh, it went from, like, high 90s to low 80s, and uh, it's glorious, don't you think? So much better, yes. Yeah, so we wanted to uh, kind of uh, just kind of keep you guys up to date on what's going on with our life and with the show and with everything. Uh, Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm just trying to uh, perfect the brand perfect everything so that we can make it better for you guys and so we've got youtube stuff coming up we're gonna have paranormal uh tv show and uh movie reviews uh we are still working on a name for that so bear with us we'll we'll, you know give that to you as soon as we get uh come up with it we want it to be kind of kitschy and fun and then uh, we're going to offer newsletters for you guys here pretty soon. And then we're going to be opening up a merch store pretty soon. So it's all really exciting stuff. Uh, babe, I just wanted to have you on the show because, you know, you haven't been on uh, for a little while. And uh, how are you doing, hon? I'm okay. Good. I'm in the middle of my three days off, so that just makes everything better. I know. I'm so glad you get one more day off. Me too. <laughs> So at the end of the day, we have nothing new to report, really. Uh, Just that, you know, mental health-wise, I think we're doing okay. I was going through a tired spell, uh, just kind of an insomnia spell, because every time summer, you know, especially here in Oregon, you go from these long eight months of kind of gray, wintry days to all of a sudden, poof, it's summer. 
<laughs> and poof is what happens to your soul and your your hair. You kind of catch on fire there. But uh, I'm finally kind of transitioning. I think it gives me a lot of headaches because it kind of dries out your sinuses. You're going from a very cold, wet climate to a very dry climate, like at the drop of the hat, you know. Yeah, it goes from heavy pressure to no pressure. Yeah. Yeah, everything has and to so adapt. And so it's just... Just trying to kind of roll with the punch with that. But I'm finally coming around to my energy. Like yesterday, I could not get up. I was It was so hot. I was melted. And uh, it was just like a melted ice cream bar. Just like a puddle of Dove Bar laying on the bed there. And then as soon as it cooled off, man, I sprung up. I took a shower. I got everything done that I wanted to do. And that's one thing we did want to, uh, to, to just kind of inform you guys of is part of the reason why we're doing this today is because we finally got our broadcast equipment to work correctly uh for a very long time we were using this uh program called voice meter and we're still using it but uh we we could we can't hear ourselves in real time with that app because there's a big delay and so finally uh, with a little bit of uh, you know reading and talking to blue 750 times <laughs> I got it fixed out, and it wasn't that hard of an issue, but it's not a perfect issue, but it's not a perfect solution, but it's a good one because basically it's just a wire connecting the headphones amplifier to both microphones, but when you do that, you create a lot of um, <clears throat> feedback, you know, and so you get this kind of buzzing, so it's like chasing, you know, it's like chasing gremlins, uh, trying to get those that buzzing sound to go down, and uh, I think I got it. So long as you don't sneeze or fart or do anything to move the headphones. Breathe on it. Don't breathe on it. Yeah, exactly. You know, turn the fans off, and everybody hold your breath. Uh, it is working so far so good, but, um, you know, the truth is, you guys, is uh, I've been talking with uh, Blue, the Blue Yeti microphone people, for several months now, and, uh, you know, I was telling them, you guys, two microphones in one a computer is not ideal, and you can read articles all over the internet about it where they just tell you, guys, it's not a good thing. Don't If you have a choice, don't do it. Get two XLR microphones and get yourself a mixing board. That's what you do. Or uh, you, you go the route of Rode where you get the Rodecaster download where it allows you to have four Rode microphones on a single interface. Now, there are solutions out there, but all those interfaces are made for XLR microphones, and yet the people at Blue have no problem telling you that, oh, no, no, get those interfaces. You can spend another $200 just so long as, you know, they don't want to solve your problem. They just want to, you know, take your money. And and this guy, Jarvon, he's a really nice guy, but after a while, I'm like, Jarvon, are you here to, like, solve my problems or just to talk? Because it feels like we're just becoming friends and we're not really solving problems here you know yeah exactly but at the end of the day it's like hey they tried but you know i kind of got into them about the fact that i think people uh when you sell microphones for a living you either create equipment you create a patch because right now as it stands they're relying on third-party software for there to be a solution for the two microphone into one computer situation and, and, and I just feel like that is weird when you're a company that makes millions of dollars that you can't do what Rode did, which is, you know what, fuck this, we're going to create our own software uh, that will interface nicely so that there's not a whole lot of third-party stuff. Because when you rely on third-party open-source software, what you're basically doing is relying on the quality 
that you're getting from a third party, from another source that you can't regulate. And so at the end of the day, as much as I like these Blue Yeti X microphones, they're relying on either ASIO for all or voice meter to do all of their plug-in work. And I don't know, just at the end of the day, you would think they would want to ensure a better quality sound. That would make sense to me, but, but you got to save money. Yeah, it is what it is. But anyways, we wanted to talk today uh, about all of the things that we usually talk on an episode uh, like this. We want to get into a little bit of the ending of Stranger Things, so spoiler alert there. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the secret of Skinwalker Ranch. And uh, kind of, uh, I kind of wanted to go a little bit. I don't know if I want to go po- political or not, but I kind of want to go into the January 6th hearings just a little bit and the whole Roe versus Wade thing since I didn't have you for that. How do you feel about that? Is that too dangerous? No, I don't <laughs> think so. All right. Well, and, and really, we're just doing this episode because we wanted to touch base with you guys. Uh, we're trying to improve this, you guys, so that it becomes a resource, so that it becomes bigger than uh, one person. It, we want it to become a brand. We want it to become a, a mission. We want it to become uh, something that addresses systemic oppression and regression. We want to address uh, uh, mental health and robust living in our society as regular people. Because most regular people were just not born with rich parents. We're not born with all the amenities that, re- that a lot of systems have that they take for granted they're like what why aren't you living this way why because we're not rich like you i mean it's pretty easy when you have rich parents to pay for everything you know yeah so okay baby where shall we start should we start on stranger things sure okay good place yeah so you guys stranger things did you watch it are you are you watching uh, we've watched it a few times now, and, uh, you know, uh, where to start, boy? Uh, for, uh, so anybody who's not in the know, uh, Stranger Things, you know, they have season four is out, and uh, they've, they've introduced a new character. His name is Eddie Munson, not Eddie Munster. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's Eddie the Banished. And so basically it takes, it, it takes, uh, it picks up where they left off in season three, where the buyers moved out to California uh, Jonathan made a friend uh, named Argyle, which is a stoner dude who's also a new character that has taken off. And then uh, what happens in back in Indiana in Hawkins? Well, Hopper's nowhere to be found, and so uh, Joyce gets a thing, these uh, Russian dolls, this gift, uh, and she knows, oh, it, it was from Enzo, which is the restaurant that Joyce and uh, Hopper, uh, that's where... Uh, she accidentally stood him up that night where she was looking for someone to figure out why there was no refrigerator magnets or falling off a refrigerator, which led to down the track of finding that great big machine uh, at the end of the season three that uh, kind of opened that uh, gateway back up. And then uh, long story short, blah, blah, blah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, what do you think so far? Uh, Because I mean, what, what else do I need to say? Uh, Set up. That's about it. Hopper's yeah. in Russian prison. And the kids, yeah. Some of the kids are in California. Some of the kids are in Indiana. Right. So everybody's all over the place. Yeah, exactly. And what's neat about this episode was the way that they were able to all work together in conjunction with each other without being there with each other. I thought that was interesting because I was, I was wondering how that was going to play off at some point where they're going to get together. Uh, but no, I mean, they did everything virtually, which... If you live in the modern era, no, that's 
we all live virtually now, so we're, we take that for granted with all of our technology. So I, I found it really fascinating how they were able to do that without any communication with each other. Uh, the only thing we really had was Eleven going out to the ether to make sure that her friends in Indiana were um, <clears throat> backed up by her, uh, called piggybacking. Uh, that mm-hmm. was an interesting take, but uh, yeah. so far so good. Um, Eddie uh, obviously didn't do anything wrong. So at the beginning, uh, everybody in the high school there was people that were having uh, headaches and all these uh, you know chronic problems, uh, headaches, nightmares. Uh, you know what else? Bloody noses. Um, yeah, having the vomiting. Yeah, having just, the uh, just seeing the clocks and things. So they're having hallucinations. Hallucinations, and, right? Yeah. And they were seeing a counselor, the school counselor, and uh, nobody could put together why people were doing that. And then so we were, we meet Chrissy, who's a cheerleader, and she's the uh, <clears throat> girlfriend of Jason. And Jason, if you guys don't know, as you probably know if you saw it. Is the bad guy who's like Mister? Every, he thinks everybody's the devil. <laughs> oh, I'm a, oh, it's the devil because you know it's mm-hmm. the 80s, sat- Satanic Panic was a real thing. And uh, <laughs> but what really got me? Well, well, we'll get there. But well, I'll just say it right now in case I forget. But what really got me is that uh, when Eddie <clears throat> was in the boat, and then Jason was watching his friend Patrick die in the lake there. And they still blamed Eddie, even though Eddie was in the boat and he wasn't conjuring powers. He wasn't doing anything. He was looking just as shocked as everybody else. Mm -hmm. And he still thought it was Eddie. Like, oh, dude, are you fucking stupid? Yeah. Well, he had to justify it to himself. And, oh, well, he was channeling the devil. It was. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. And just so you guys are aware, uh, we are doing uh, sound testing during this episode, so we're playing with little features that change our tone and tonality and sibilance and things. So if you notice any difference in the in the tone of our voice as the show progresses, please ignore that. That This is literally a, a bonus episode that we wanted to test out new features, test out sound and richness of sound and various setting so if you if you notice any difference don't worry about it we know we know what it is we we're just trying to perfect our our sound here but um are you babe in your headphones are you hearing a kind of a not the buzz but are you hearing a high pitch down with your own voice no okay must be me then Yeah. yeah all right anyway getting back to stranger things uh so yeah so uh, you've got uh, the kids in Hawkins. You got the kids in California. Elevens uh, out there with the uh, buyers. Uh, they start uh, high school, and uh, she she looks a lot like Joy. She has her hair cut and all that. I thought that was a cute touch. And then uh, she, you know, she she, um, she ends up uh, bef- you know befriending these kids who were rude to her. She thought. Well, actually, they were bullying her. She knew it. Yeah. But she wanted to lie to Mike and say, no, everything in California is going great and peachy. Uh, and then they ended up going to the roller rink when they came out for spring break, when uh, Will and Mike came out for spring break. Mike came out. Will lived there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and so they went to the roller rink, and then these kids played a mean prank on her, and... Uh, she doesn't have her powers, and so she did the thing with her arms, and they all made fun of her. Um, and then she just got pissed and smacked her with her skate. 
And uh, I was like, whoa, go girl. And so that was a really good touch because um, she, she um, started having these flashback memories of uh, thinking that she killed everybody. Uh, uh, this is once they got to Nina and, you know, she, uh, so what, well, I don't want to explain the whole thing. No. But, uh, <laughs> but basically what happened was is uh, uh, shit goes down and they had to cut bait and run and then she ends up back with Paul Reiser's character. Do you remember his name? Cannot remember Dr. So and so. Yeah, for some reason. But uh she and he takes her to Nina, which is this uh what do you call it? Deprivation tank. Deprivation tank, tank yeah, mm-hmm. in the middle of the desert underground lair. And uh and so that's where they uh, proceed to kind of uh, try to get her powers back with the help of uh Papa which uh, she wasn't expecting Papa to be there, and that was a kind of a turn. But um, uh, the long and the short of the whole thing is is that uh, we we really wanted to talk about the ending where uh, the last two uh, episodes dropped in July. What did you think of that, babe? I thought they were amazing. It was pretty cool, right? Yeah, definitely. And I love that, I mean, each of them was the length of a movie, so that was was really, really And I was really impressed at just the quality of the entire season. Each episode was like at least 90 minutes, and and it wasn't filler either. It wasn't just crappy filler. It was good storytelling, good uh, effects. And then I was really amazed to hear that a lot of the effects were practical effects. They used very little CGI. I mean, they did CGI for the backgrounds and stuff but but for Vecna himself that was a that was real stuff yeah I was I know. impressed that was, yeah those I was very surprised to see that actually. yeah so it's been a week or so since we've watched it uh so help me help me out babe uh so what should we talk about the last two episodes uh we had the episode where uh, uh the kids they they ended up going to uh Dusty Bun's uh girlfriend's house in Salt Lake City from California <laughs> with Argyle in the Pizza Boy uh, uh, van, and uh, just just a side note, we're from the 805 area code, so we had to dial the Pizza Boy phone number that's on the side of his van, and it's a real message recorder, you guys, it's awesome, so if you find the phone number on Argyle's van, do call it, because you'll hear Argyle Argyle talk about uh, the, the the tasty pizza, and that was yep. that was that was a fun little just, touch. Yeah, just an extra <laughs> attention to detail that, that just yeah, yeah. That was very cool. Yeah, but uh, so so they go to Salt Lake City. Uh, she helps them find this um, basically an IP address. It, it, it takes them to the middle of nowhere in Nevada. So they end up going down to Nevada and can't really find what it is, and then Argyle, of all people, finds these uh, tracks, these tread tracks in the middle of nowhere that look like military vehicles. And so they're like, ah, okay. So that's where they kind of found Eleven, and then Eleven, once um, once uh, Vecna or One or what's his, uh, Henry, Henry. Uh, whatever you want to call him, uh, did his little freakout thing, that's when we realized that she realizes that she wasn't the one that killed them all she had repressed these memories and 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 thought that this now did she did she have those memories repressed the whole time or did she always know that she thought she killed those people or or was that a repressed memory that came back i think it was was her yeah it was repressed and all she had were the the flashes of the dead kids 
and herself yeah. and Papa coming saying, what did you do? And that's all she and knew. And that was all she re- actually remembered. And right. And so when it actually, was... when she went through these Nina training programs, she, she, she took that memory and realized it fleshed it out to realize that it wasn't her after all. It was Henry. And uh, she kind of smote him to the other side. And, uh, and so I think there's a lot of confusion there because a lot of people think she created the Upside Down. You want to speak on that a little bit? Yeah, well, she just, from my understanding of it, it was just always there. And she just created right. an opening that hadn't been there before. So, because mm-hmm. when he falls down into there, it's a fully fleshed out place. It's, you know, right. it's been obviously there for eons and the and creatures. He, he and, talks about observing and wandering. Yeah, exactly. Where so. he kind of becomes a master of that area. And so, in a way, you start to realize that that the the, the region with the upside down always existed, and there was always critters in it. He just kind of learned to master that world and become its god, if you will. Yeah. And so he do so. I mean, you you do believe that he essentially created the mind flare, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because so, yeah, he saw the 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 smoke and he kind of he made it coalesce into into that the form. mind flare form and, it, and then and he it looked just, like a spider because he was a yep, fan of spiders, exactly. right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what I took from it too. But I thought that was really interesting. Um okay, yeah, and then so once uh they retrieve uh eleven from Nina and uh they uh, the kids uh, they go they're like, oh, we we need we can't get to Indiana in time. So it shows Jonathan on the phone trying to wheel and deal with the the airlines. They're like, we don't have anything, and they're not going to get there in time. And so uh, uh, Eleven comes up with an idea to piggyback, which is to go into her trance-like state or whatever you want to call it, her meditative state. Uh, and and so they find a pizza joint uh, in Nevada. Uh, the 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 pizza boy pizza mm-hmm. yeah. and he, he, he talks that guy into uh, letting him use the store while he gives him a joint <laughs> in return. What did you think of that scene? I thought that was hilarious. It was funny. Yeah. yeah it was, it was just, it just kind of showed that that was the whole kind of like theme for the whole company. And that was just their vibe. And that was right. no matter what state they were in. Yeah. So it was like yeah. kind of a surfer stoner dude. Mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. 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 I, I, I like that. I, and it was funny because I looked at the credits and the guy that was behind the counter was called uh, was Argyle, Argyle, Argyle 2.0. Argyle 2.0, <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. Oh, gosh. But then, so so what happens is is that uh, they get the salt water in the pizza freezer, and they get it all ready. And then, of course, Argyle makes one of his uh, tasty pies. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they convert Mike and Eleven. Now they like... Pineapple. pineapple and pizza. I always like pineapple and pizza. I don't know what the Me big too. deal is. I don't you know? know. Yeah. I'm a chef, so I, you know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own, of course, but I don't, I, this idea that there has to be right and wrong, what is up with that? I've noticed that lately, <laughs> there's right or wrong. You know, it kind of reminds me of, yesterday I posted something on uh, uh, Rob Zombie's uh, wall because he was talking about the monsters, and I said, well, if anybody could pull off the monsters, it's you guys. And I got a bunch of people laughing, going, hur, hur, hur. it's like, dude, I was just being polite, you know, I was just trying to say, you know, they love creepy shit, and so if anyone could pull it off, they could. Now, I know that Rob Zombie makes bad movies, <laughs> duh, I was being polite, you know, mm-hmm. but I do feel like somebody who loves 
the source material as much as someone who understands horror as much as they do might be able to pull it off. Maybe they won't. I mean, they can barely pull off horror movies, but... So, am I scared? Sure. But I was trying to be polite, and just a bunch of people laughing at me. It's like... And that's what I when I said, you know, people are, are just... You're proving to me every day why people fucking suck. I mean, you know, whatever happened to just being kind and being polite and just nodding and smiling when, you know, people disagree? Like, I've learned in our culture we can't have differences anymore. What in the fuck no, is up I with know. that shit? Especially now with the internet and yeah. everybody's these keyboard warriors and they can just say whatever they and want. The, and you know they're, they're a person. bunch of fucking incels. You know they yeah. haven't been laid. You know they haven't... A lot of them have, don't have life experience. So I just wonder, you know, here I'm coming from a world full of the military and life experience and all this stuff, and you're going to sit there and act like you're superior to me because we have this difference in opinion. I mean, it's happening in politics. It's happening with movies and pop culture. It's like there's no subject safe anymore. And I just think if we're going to get along as a culture, we have to agree to be different. I yeah, don't see I what know. the problem is, I you know? Anyways, moving on. Um, so, yeah, so they're at the pizza. They're in the pizza shop. Uh, Argyle 2.0 got his joint, and he left. And uh, Argyle makes a tasty pie. And then uh, she piggybacks to Max and uh, helps her deal with Vecna. And then, uh, long story short, Vecna kind of, you know, dethrones her, if you will, gets her all tied up and wrapped up in vines, and that's where uh, Mike's having the talk, or Will's having the talk with Jonathan about, well, actually, then he told Mike, you're the heart of this operation. you got to convince her, and so he convinces her, hey, L, L, you got to be strong. You So he kind of convinced her through his heart and friendship that she needed to fight, and so she fought, and... Uh, yeah, what 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 ha- what happened then? Oh, that's when uh, she she got Max saved. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Max died for a minute. But then Max allowed, died, and she kind of which brought allowed her him. Back. Well, but it allowed Vecna to come into our world and yeah. create all those rifts and all those fires and the, the earthquakes, earthquakes and everything. And that, so right. that one minute allowed a start. If Max hadn't come back, it would have been. More all-encompassing, but... We'll speculate on that for a little bit, because, I mean, um, uh, you know, now we've got this big fissure, uh, this opening between our world and their world. My guess is that it's going to try to terraform Earth, and we're going to have to stop Vecna, because I don't think he's dead. I think he's just dormant. Oh, yeah, because he disappeared. I mean, his... his quote-unquote body disappeared so and, he wasn't dead and i would also speculate that max will probably heal and come back but they they're gonna probably have to i don't know go to vecna to get maybe she's in a mind prison and they're gonna have to yeah. go to the ether go to that other world uh do you think they'll have to go to the upside down to get her or do you think maybe they'll just go to that blank black world that she goes to that ether i, th- I think they'll probably go to the upside down you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so because that way it can involve everyone. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but do you believe that they're gonna? It's gonna try to terraform Earth, and then it's all gonna become that. That's yeah. That's I think my that's guess. What's gonna be? Yeah, that's what, what the goal was. So yeah. Well, well, let's talk about the speculation. They say that there's a possibility that five years might go by, and that yeah. uh, they might let the kids age up a little bit. 
uh, and then that it'll take place in like 91 or something like that. Yeah, I hadn't really read too much about it. It's just a couple things that I've yeah. seen here and there that that might be. I keep hearing it, it over and over again, and I haven't heard anything debunk it yet. So it could happen, and I'm actually okay with that in the sense that um, they all look adult now, and so we really don't want to keep playing that they're in high school. Yeah. I mean, they, I was having a very difficult time uh, believing that Erica was 11. I mean, her boobs are bigger than everybody else's. Sorry, can't not notice that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she's. I mean, she's a very you know cool uh, actress. I I love I love her in real life, and I don't mean to sexualize her at all. But I mean, you how do you not notice that eleven year old has these boobs? You know, yeah, come on. You know, yeah. So, yeah. I thought, so I think I think they'll have to because they, they haven't even started. Them up. Yeah, yeah, they haven't even started filming yet. Oh well, so. yeah, and then and, that way they'll all be nineteen twenty. Because um, I think even the actress that plays uh, Erica is, what, 16, 17 right now. So by the time they film and it all comes out, they're all going to be, most of them, in their early 20s. So I think uh, aging them five years would be an okay thing. That being said, do you think this will all sort of go dormant? Like it'll just kind of go dormant like an earth, like a volcano? And then one day it'll erupt, and then they'll have to attack it again? I think possibly, because I think Vecna's healing. So he was pretty much in charge of the whole everything coming out and doing its thing. So I think probably, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. But I think it would be a good, a smart idea to age them up, uh, where it could take place in the early 90s. And, um, you know... That way, uh, they can reset the deck. They can reset the board. Everybody's back in Hawkins. Everybody's living their life. Maybe they're going to college. Maybe they're working. Whatever. And they can do a little grunge soundtrack. Yo. Yeah. Ah, dope. That would be dope. <laughs> some Soundgarden. Some. Yep. My boy Chris oh, Cornell. Just, yeah. Um. Just wanted to uh, talk about one of the other speculations that I've heard online. Also, yeah. is that because Eddie died in the Upside Down, yeah, that oh. they might be able to bring him back. Oh, that would be crazy. Which, right? which I was telling you the other night. I think <clears> that's something they're probably seriously considering because i think they probably had an idea that eddie would be a popular character yeah but probably not to the oh, extent that they he didn't just know it was gonna turn out like the this. planet yeah like, yeah, yeah so exactly, yeah. that's that's another <clears throat> speculative thing that i've heard and it it would definitely make sense from their standpoint too because he was just so a beloved ex- character. explain to the people how could that happen if he died in the upside down how could you bring him back uh, uh, talk through the physics of that, if you would. I honestly don't know. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a theory that I've heard, and I haven't yeah. really thought on it very well, much. So yeah, exactly. I'm not sure. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah, but that's that would be dope because I mean, they really could do anything, and because we, you know, Eddie's become this beloved character, he could have a comeback story. That'd be a lot of fun. It would. Yeah. Can you imagine uh, Eddie comes back five years later? He's been in the Upside Down for five years, and he kind of probably looks like. Um, Tom Hanks from Castaway afterward. <laughs> He's all skinny and ripped with long hair right. and a beard, you know? Yeah, I just, I don't know how that would work. He's but killing demigorgons with sticks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why yeah, not? I don't know. Why not? He was such a great character that I. Yeah, but I that would, would be it. a lot of fun to end on, be, just being able, because I think they've gotten the full scope of music. They've, 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 you know, because a lot of people gave, um, Stranger Things season three, a lot of shit, and I just want to tackle that real fast, you know, because oh, yeah. we're rewatching it right now. You guys, we're wa- kind of going through a marathon, and we're back in season three, 
And, um, you know, the thing is, is that I think a lot of people are saying, oh, it's watered down. It's too, it's too, it's too bright. It's too cheerful. And it's like, I, I feel, you know, we could, because we grew up in the eighties, people think that the eighties was all Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and all red dawn and all military fatigues and stuff. No, there was a very shiny, bright, colorful, mm-hmm. uh, uh, neon a pastel color to it all as well. And I think that they were trying to introduce the lighter side of the eighties as well. And yeah. some of the lighter music that goes along with it too. And so we're getting not only the heavier tracks, like, you know, um, the, the rock stuff, well, Metallica, of course, but, and, and a bunch of other stuff that's heavier, but they're also kind of able to tippy toe in that, that lighter, more commercial sound too. Um, I, I don't know. Mm. I just I thought that because because of the mind flare and that story with uh, with um, uh, uh, Billy, Billy, it's so dark. And them eating fertilizer, of course, that reminds me of Slither mm-hmm. or Night of the Comet, if you will, because yeah. Slither was based off of Night of the Comet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's all these little um, '80s, '90s kind of uh, old school references uh, throughout. But I really did think that it was so dark that. It was good to see them light for a change. Not all the, not, you didn't, I don't want too much of that. I wouldn't want the whole, you know, show to take off in that light direction. But I like the fact that it, I think the reason why they did that is they were trying to show the breakup between Mike and Eleven and the friendship between uh, Max and Eleven. And so it kind of uh, turned into a boys and versus girls thing for a while. But uh, I don't know. I just, I, I enjoyed I think, you know, also the fact that, uh, uh, you know, uh, Steve was in that stupid uh, sailor outfit from Ship, uh, Ships Ahoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, I, and so it kind of painted the whole uh, season as just lighter and brighter. But when you see the stuff with the Mind Flare and with uh, Billy, that is some dark it shit. Is. So and I just, think it juxtaposed quite nicely. Actually. Oh, yeah. And we just you rewatched know. that episode in the mm-hmm. hospital where mm-hmm. the, the two newspaper guys are completely taken over. And, it's, and they're like it's zombies. dark and gory. It's dark. And, yeah, it's, and, gory. and I think it was a good juxtaposition with the, the brightness. Yeah. And they had to show, like, Elle had never experienced anything like that before. So right. it was it was just her, like, kind of coming necess- into herself. And, yeah, it was a necessary thing where she needed to experience just regular life no darkness yeah regular shit yep yeah so yeah those last two seasons uh two episodes were killer i thought i thought it was great you I know thought they were amazing yeah. uh, this season i mean because that's the thing is i loved season one because it was a brand new thing and we learned about the upside down and we kind of learned about the uh, fact that there's vines and it has a collective consciousness and then season two kind of expands that and then we can see that connection Will has to the Upside Down. And so where do you think that'll go in terms of Season 5? Uh, he has a connection, so he might be able to serve as kind of uh, an early warning system, I suppose. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You definitely. think it'll give him any powers? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I don't know. Possibly. It, <laughs> you know? it very well could. Mm. I don't know. It's yeah. hard to say. But I would love that. Well, and it, and it really makes you wonder at the end of the day... What is the connection between the upside down and uh, these special powers that these kids have? Um, Are these kids special because they have all these powers? Or do these kids uh, uh, just learn to uh, access these powers because everybody can get them? 
And and do these powers have any connection to the upside down? I don't think so. I, I would imagine it's separate. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think they are separate because they it wasn't upside down wasn't a thing for so, so I'm, long. I'm so. wondering if Eleven's going to teach Will to have powers because he has a connection Maybe. to the upside down, yeah. and because he has a, 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 an attachment to the upside down, he has an attachment to. Henry, Vecna, mm-hmm. so maybe he'll get yeah. some inherent powers there. Maybe he'll be the one that saves Eddie. Maybe Eddie, because he's in the Upside Down, doesn't rot or decay. You know, kind of like when we saw yeah. Barb in the mm-hmm. swimming pool when um, Nancy went over to the other side. Um, she was trying to get yeah. to the Upside Down, and she ended up at Vecna's in the swimming pool. And we saw Barb there. Um, mm-hmm. But she didn't look rotted. She just, she almost looked preserved. So I'm wondering if yeah, maybe five, four or five years will go by. And because he's dead, he hasn't rotted. Uh, perhaps they can resuscitate him uh, mm. in that way or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Possibly. Yeah. yeah. You never know. No, you don't. So, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't have much more to say on it other than I, lo- I fucking loved that Master of Puppets scene. I mean, who didn't? That was awesome. And. <laughs> to hear that it's like, you know, topping the charts again after 35 years. I was right. like, shit, yeah. 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 I, you know, and you guys know me. I'm a huge Metallica fan. So I was just stoked to see that. Um, but but also more than that, just to see um, we haven't seen music that heavy before in this. And I, I love the fact that Metallica was gracious enough to sort of say, yeah, have our song. I bet you they probably didn't even they probably charged them, you know, the basic of lowest mm-hmm. amount. Well, they, you know. going back and watching it, they had used one of their songs in season two when That's Billy right. was getting Billy ready. Was listening to, mm-hmm. uh, I think he was listening to, uh, I can't remember which song, but it was from the first album. Yeah, it was. Kill, uh, Kill Em All. Yeah. 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 So, yeah anyway, good stuff. But, yeah. yeah. But, um, Great stuff. And that, it's just, the season was so good. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, weeks later, it's still kind of sticking with me. Like, yeah. It just, well, yeah. Just, the, just like that Kate Bush song and... Uh, Max up in the air like that. There's something very haunting about it. And the, the part we didn't talk about on that mental health episode with Stranger Things that I kind of wanted to touch upon now is the fact that, you know, uh, uh, all of this, of course, you guys, is an, an analogy or a metaphor for uh, anxiety and depression and mental health problems and possibly abuse even. So, so I just like the way that, you know, she was feeling alone and and then how friendship and the light both with Eleven and Max was the source of their strength and was the solution to their problem and um, honestly that's kind of like what I'm doing so in a way if you really think about it I'm Eleven okay (laughs) (laughs) no yes no (laughs) hey little kitty how you doing baby so anyways yeah no I just I I really enjoy the show Um, but yeah it's just the only thing that really got me was that season one, they're kids, they're what, 11, 12. Uh, season two, they're 13 ish. Uh, season three, they're 14, 15 ish. And then by season four, they're 30. <laughs> right. So it was a little jarring to see them also grown up. But at the same time, uh, there was no dip in quality. Uh, there was just so well done. All the characters were fleshed out nicely. And, um, uh, oh, oh, and then, they, of course, they left it open for Paul Reiser's character. Do you think he's going to make it? I hope so. I well, I think probably. I mean, he was left handcuffed down in, mm-hmm. you know, in the underground yeah. bunker. Well, and, and I, you know, anytime you guys 
you know, because I'm a I'm an author, I'm a writer, and so I know how stories are put together. So anytime I always tell people, if you don't know what's going to happen, the best way to speculate is to understand writing rules. And one of the writing rules is if somebody dies off camera, it means they're alive. <laughs> Especially if it's a major character. Right, I mean, right. Pretty big character. If it's a so. major character, yeah, it has to be at least a tertiary, not just an extra. It has to be at least a character, a tertiary ter- character. But if they die off screen, it usually means that they're not dead. Yeah. Well, you know? he just, they just didn't mention him again. So it was that just, was, yeah, mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine they'll, they'll find him. Uh, in good stead, but uh, yeah, no, I was just I was really th- happy with everything. Um, you know, uh, the, you know, you know. I don't know. A lot of people give uh, Millie Bobby Brown shit for the way she is in real life, and my only problem with her, really, because you know we've seen her, and we worried about that too. Is she going to be a stuck up bitch? Is she grown up too fast? Is she too rich and sophisticated? But at the end of the day, the truth is, is like we saw her on that Hot Wing show. Where she was eating the, you know, the the first we feast thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and and she she comes across very uh, funny and uh, genteel, and uh, I don't know. To me, she's just enjoying her success. I suppose. Uh, I I guess my only worry is I don't want her to grow up too fast, and I don't want her to become like a Lindsay Lohan, where uh, everybody and anybody will she has access to everything in the world, and therefore might start going down a dark path of drugs or alcohol or something like that. Yeah, that's kind of a concern not. for me. But um, but uh, you know, so far so good. Um, I'm hoping because of these friendships she's forged with the Stranger Things cast that um, they're kind of taking care of one another. I hope. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I would hope so. You know, because I talked about how uh, David Harbour talked about. Well, I'm glad I got famous at 40 because I had a regular life before this. These kids are never going to have that. What What do you think about that? I can't even imagine how weird and tough that must be. Yeah. You're just growing up in the public eye. And yeah. And you're never... Like, I remember Millie Bobby Brown years ago. Like, some somebody had gone on, one of, like, I don't know, TikTok or YouTube and mm-hmm. talked about how stuck up she was because she didn't like bow down to them when they're, when she was just out mm-hmm. at somewhere trying to like enjoy her life and her day with her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was seeing like YouTube video after YouTube video when we were looking up stranger things stuff, uh, just talking about how she was rude and she's this and she's a bitch and she's all that. And I'm just like, I don't know if you fucked with me that much, I'd probably punch you in the face too. So you know, and that's the thing I try to tell people is like we're becoming too mean and rude and cruel to each other. And that's why we started this podcast and this mission to be kinder. It's, you know, do I have, you know, imperfect thoughts about people? Of course. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, the whole point is, is to give people a chance to breathe, to be themselves. And we should not put uh, celebrities on a pedestal or or hyper judge or scrutinize them because at the end of the day, I mean, how would you react if everybody was fucking with you all the time? I mean, think about it. Oh yeah, I can't even imagine how difficult that would be. Yeah, you know, yeah. it would be rough. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I just hope that after all, because you know, Stranger Things was probably going to be where they're. I'm not going to say they're going to be out of the limelight. It'll be much like that '70s show where that was hugely popular for those actors and some of them went on to some some level of success mila kunis uh, uh you know uh red redhead chick <laughs> What's yeah, i can't her remember her name yeah yeah but my point is is they all had a little bit of success afterward 
uh, and then it kind of died off. And so I hope that, you know, it doesn't tank their career. I hope they can become mainstream actors after that. But just like, you know, with Harry, the Harry Potter kids, um, they're never going to ever quite uh, be as big as when they were in Harry Potter. And, and I would imagine the same thing goes here. But, you know, I hope they have some crossover appeal. And uh, really, I just hope the kids uh, stay well grounded and balanced. I mean, that's what I want for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? of course. Yep. Yeah. Well, and that's why we do this show, and that's why we talk about kindness. It's not that we don't have unkind thoughts. It's that, you know, at the end of the day, I just think uh, there's enough hate out there. There's enough. It, it seems to me like everybody lives their life now. You can't be a DC fan and an MCU fan. You can't be a Christian or an atheist. You have, you know, you have to take sides. Uh, you have to be a liberal and or a conservative, and and we're, you can't just be different like at the end of the day do i have my problems with uh problem politics when it comes to uh, right-wing extremism of course but at the end of the day i, I don't want to judge people who are conservative i don't want to judge people who are liberal or uh, uh christian it's it, we gotta get out of the habit of of uh, just scorched earth killing each other uh over our minor differences um you know if, if there's a reason to be hostile towards someone because they're hostile or they're awful, then, yeah, okay, you, you can strike back. But, but we have to learn the rules of engagement when it comes to people with differences. And that's really why we do the show is so that we can talk about where the line is. You know, is it okay to make fun of people just to be, be, by being conservative? No. But if they're uh, Trump supporters and they're spewing hatred and, and, and violence and all that, then, yeah, you have a right to at least stand up for what's right. So I just think we need to find our class and dignity in our society. And that's where, what it's always about, you know. Mm-hmm, for sure. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't really have much more to say about Stranger Things. I wanted to move on to um, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Now, we have not watched the season finale yet. We've watched all of them up to the last uh, episode. Uh, and so I guess you could say, uh, well, I guess it came out uh, yesterday, so we can watch it yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just seems to me like there's more of the same. They're kind of throwing everything in the, in the, in the kitchen sink at, at the problem now. Because, I mean, if you guys watch it, basically uh, the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch uh, problem is, is that they're discovering that there's a, a force above the ranch and uh it seems like anytime they put sensors or anything near it uh it just kind of goes they can't collect any data or uh even now they they did that large rocket the rocket blew up mm-hmm. that 15 foot yeah. rocket blew up yeah. and so now they put the nine foot rocket up there and it's it what happened is it went straight up and it was totally on course and then it just defied the laws of grip uh, of, of physics and went patir and then went off on this angle and just kind of lost trajectory. Um, and th- they said that was not a natural that wouldn't happen from a wing falling off or something. That would have to happen only if you had caught a catastrophic failure or it ran into something. So I thought that was interesting. So yeah. it, it, it all it all feels like it's alluding to the to the fact that there's probably a portal up there. Something like it yeah exactly and that maybe there's a portal on the ground and underground like like as if there was like a portal that's sort of halfway between our earth and halfway between our skies 
And uh, I don't know, because I don't know how portals work, um, mm-hmm. but that does seem, you know, to me, like what they're trying to get at here is that perhaps uh, there's a portal and that the, the UAPs that we see every time we mess around uh, are perhaps uh, protecting this portal, because think about it. I mean, what if, and I know this sounds crazy, but what if, you guys, that there is a portal there, and that's how aliens get to and fro, they get to our Earth and back, because... I don't think aliens get here the the slow and slow way. I no. mean, hundreds of millions of light years, even yeah. at the speed of speed of light, would take you hundreds of millions of years. So, so there would have to be some kind of gateway or portal or shortcut of some kind. And so, I would imagine if there is a portal there, uh, it's probably heavily guarded by some alien species. And perhaps now that we're growing wise to it. Uh, they're trying to stop us from learning about it because, well, you know, because our, our, our their free uh, uh, toll bridge, their, their bridge would become a toll bridge, and and we would we would start interfering with their agendas, whatever that may be. What do you think about that theory? Yeah, I think so, and it <clears throat> it is interesting how every time they start to do things, like their equipment fails. So they can't even conduct experiments or things show up. Like you said, the UAPs show up when they start to do things. So, right. yeah, it is like it's a, a protective kind of yeah. kind of mechanism well, for them. And what would you say to people who don't watch the show or who are just skeptics? I know how crazy it sounds, but the reason why we explore cryptids, the, the reason why we explore the paranormal, and the reason why we explore aliens and all that stuff is because this world, you guys, is huge. And up until recently, we didn't have the technology to record this stuff. And so now that everybody has essentially a camera in their pocket, we're starting to pick up on a lot of phenomenon that didn't used to exist. And we're going to actually do it, go into a lot of that stuff on season uh, four because, yeah. uh, you know, like the spinning magnetic rocks, uh, uh, the willows in, willows in the wisp. Willow in the wisp is another uh, orb type phenomenon uh, uh, that might be different, and, and and then just things like ball lightning. At the end of the day, ball lightning might be something that has always existed, but it's just a rare occurrence. And that's my theory: is that it's just a rare occurrence that we're that's finally getting traction because there's enough cameras to actually record it. Yeah, I think well, yeah, a lot of <clears throat> phenomenon has probably always been there. But we've just never been aware of it because maybe people have seen it and they're out in the middle of the woods and right. they describe it and people think they're nuts. Well, so people I, have, like you said, they've got recording devices. Well, we in have their to draw the line somewhere. I'm not trying to be yeah. full tilt crazy here, but yeah, do I believe in everything exists? Not necessarily. I mean, we have to be rational. We have to be open minded, um, and we. But we also have to be grounded in scientific reality. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's really what being into all this stuff is about it's about that whimsy it's about that fascination with a world that is much much bigger than we understand and that's why we explore it because at the end of the day i mean uh what if there are actual biological ufos that we can catch from time to time kind of like they look like ocean Mm -hmm. our ocean life you know yeah what if there's cosmic creatures what if there's uh creatures living in our upper atmosphere what if there's small uh, elusive creatures that live in our in our forests so mm-hmm. we're going to go into all kinds of stuff we've got a bunch of episodes uh, that we're going to tackle about uh, the shy guy 
Uh, what else, babe? Uh, just name some phenomenon that we're going to go into in season four that just we've been thinking all kinds about. Of, like you mentioned, the will o wisps, <clears throat> like just yeah. all those kind of light phenomenon. There's been a whole bunch of those that we've seen that have come up. Um, yeah. So since you mentioned it, I might as well just pull out the list. Um, so the one, yeah. So so we're trying to keep all of our topics together based on you know similar phenomenon. And so this one here, I have will o the wisp. Saratoga ghost lights because uh, and and we might even want to put a ball lightning in there too because uh, ball lightning you know I don't think it's a paranormal thing but uh, we can kind of differentiate between ball lightning orbs will the wisps and the Saratoga ghost lights they because they all have a similar repeatable phenomena yeah you know mm-hmm. yeah so and then I have here brown mountain lights which I'm, I'm going to actually add to that so will the wisp Saratoga ghost lights ball lightning orbs and brown mountain lights because at the end of the day that's what we're trying to do is differentiate are these the same phenomenon or is there are these different phenomenon that just have similar characteristics like flashes of light like we were watching that video the other day where a guy was in the Nevada or the Arizona uh, forest and he was seeing mm-hmm. like lightning like yeah. light up but then there was no clouds in the sky so what was yeah. that you yeah. know yeah so i'll just kind of ramble off what i got here but there's much more than this uh, uh here's an episode shy guy the rake werewolves and other humanoid cryptids so we, we want to try to kind of compartmentalize them all in the same category category as a humanoid style cryptid which would of course yeah be bigfoot too so anything that ha- that's that stands upright and has uh, you know two arms and two legs and stands upright and that is bipedal or mostly bipedal uh, will try to classify in the same. And as far as werewolves, yeah, I mean, I want to tackle that because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's easy to say, no, that doesn't exist because I that's pretty much what I've done is I've written it off, but then we keep running into it. And so I'm like, hmm, all right, well, I guess we're going to have to <laughs> throw it in an episode and give it its due diligence, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so what I have here is spinning, gravity-defying rocks. We've seen that on multiple uh, instances on multiple things where they just, for whatever reason, you're getting these little tiny pebbles and rocks just like a couple inches off the ground, spinning and rotating for no reason. Yeah. So, And then that could be some a t- completely natural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It could be With magnetic, magnetic fields, fields and, and stuff, yeah, right, right. Or it could be something else like, you know, like the significance of a portal being nearby or something. Mm-hmm. Who knows, yeah. you know? But that's why we want to talk about this, and that's why I want to keep them in their proper categories. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I have here uh, basements and attics, and why are they creepy? <laughs> uh, what else? We got... And then, of course, I've got on my other list here, I've got at least a dozen topics that I want to tackle when it comes to being an empath and when it comes to uh, simply uh, good mental health. You know, I've got written here... Uh, the power of denial, our inner comfort seeker. That'll be an episode. Capitalism versus humanitarianism. How commerce has killed our sense of compassion and connection with people. Uh, life takes more than it gives, but not today. Today it's giving us something. When we wake up and demand more from life after a series of failures. Uh, broken but with good intentions. <laughs> I got written here. Fuck people so much. <laughs> and that's all I have written, so we'll, we'll expound upon that. Yeah. You know, a lot of these are just brain droppings, brain farts, and then you just kind of write them down, and sometimes they grow into an entire episode, and other times they just, you know, they just go away because there's not enough there. But, 
Uh, I've got here, uh, I'm not faking sick, I'm faking well. Uh, leadership, good versus bad leadership, leading through example, constructive guidance, and earning people's loyalty to want to be better workers and better people, creating excitement and teamwork. Um, and that just kind of goes into having to work, you know, we have to live in a world where we have to get along. We have to work with each other. And that's not so easy now that people are becoming more politically divided, more uh, socio-politically divided, and just plain old more mean and rude and cruel to each other. Uh, so we really want to try to find real-life ways of getting along with each other in, in a society where we don't get a choice always in who the fuck we get to work with, you know? No, we do not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. I've got here divide and conquer how we went from a homesteaders to a manufacturing nation and the problems with it. So I want to kind of go into the industrial revolution and how our society transformed, had a paradigm shift uh, and how that might have uh, taken something away from us uh, deep down, you know. <clears throat> also, uh, thinking about mental health too much makes your mental health worse. So I'm going to uh, that might be combined into another mental health episode. Uh, I've got here, if we're going to get better, we have to start prioritizing technology uh, for the human race, not just to the highest bidder. Um, That'll go into a lot of futurism stuff. Uh, I don't feel like I belong anymore, yet I believe we have a right to the best life possible. So that's just going into some of my own personal thoughts when I'm just sitting here, you know, just thinking about life, you know. Yeah, Yeah, and just, you know, a bunch of topics here. Um, Yeah. uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Uh, when it comes to uh, popularity, fame, success, or uh, you know, just good fortune, uh, weight training is like a meditation focus, whereas cardio is the energy boost, endorphin boost. So I just want to go into the mechanics of why weight training is so important to me, and I'll just keep. I'll just finish this list here. Uh, jumping through the hoops. Uh, different shapes and kinds of UFOs, so that's where we'll go into biological UFOs versus craft and etc. Uh, the importance of imagination. Treat every day like uh, after the time you almost died with gratitude, humor, and heart. I think we just we have a tendency to let our depression and our stress levels uh, control us, and so we are not living our life as if it could be our last day. And of course, if we thought today was going to be our last day, we would probably always feel terror. So it's not about that. It's about living with a sense of gratitude uh, for every day that you're given as a gift and not to be such a smug asshole about everything. Because we're just, this is, our world is just filling up with smug assholes. Fucking know-it-alls. Uh, you know, listen, I'm a big guy. I work out. I'll kick the shit out of any any kind of motherfucker wants to come at me. But listen, you guys, <laughs> we're kind not to be kind to jerky people. We're kind so that we're kind to ourselves because when we energetically give, uh, you know, when we feed into that energy, when we feed into hurting people and hurting others, uh, we inadvertently uh, fuck up our own mental health. We fuck up oh, our yeah. own peace it, and yeah, love. It comes back to yeah. you and makes you feel weird and dirty. And Yeah, I'm a big guy. Like I said, I'm not afraid of anything. But that doesn't mean that I'm not a, still... A human, and you got to live with this gratitude in life. You have to really learn to appreciate that um, you're human and you're mortal, and that being a big and strong guy isn't going to solve all your problems. Just because 
you know, uh, people give you the respect that you deserve when they see you in, in person doesn't always mean they give you the respect you deserve when you're at a job, for example, because everybody expects they see you and they think, oh, well, based on the way you look, I'm going to treat you accordingly. It's like, you know, a lot of people treat me like, 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 oh, well, I can just treat him any way I wish because he's young looking or I can treat him any, I can treat him any way I want because he's, he's moldable, he's malleable, or they could take advantage of my kindness. So, so uh, it's really about learning how, based on your own configuration, how to be the best version of yourself and get the right energetic results so that people, you, you know, not so that people kiss your butt, but that people are granting you the respect and dignity that we all deserve, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I have here uh, the importance of irreverence. <laughs> so I'm a little bit of a shit talker, a little bit irreverent. I, um, uh, sometimes when I get excited and happy on Facebook, I'm like, hey, what's up, dudes? And then everybody thinks you're insane or something. Like, no, you got to have the right amount of irreverence in this world because you have to have a sense of humor in life, you guys. It just gets too easy to take yourself and take everything too seriously. And that, you know... But then there's such thing as taking everything not seriously enough. So there's this really fine line where the type A personalities that take everything too seriously, they get too tied up in their own self-worth and self-importance. And then there's the kind of people that don't take anything seriously and they kind of um, become our underachievers because, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, they have a comedic sensibility like myself or they were the class clown or, or perhaps they use humor to deflect their own fears and at the end of the day, um, they're not trying hard enough because uh, they're, they're, they feel like there's not enough to try for. So I think I want to kind of go into the where the line ought to be when it comes to taking life seriously and, and applying yourself, but finding that balance because it's really hard to maintain, really. Yeah, it is. Uh, I have here, nobody attends pity parties. And that, and that just kind of goes into it's easy to want to uh, try to appeal to people's sense of pity for you. We all want compassion in this world. We all should pity each other from time to time. But um, throwing pity parties, nobody nobody shows up. (laughs) You know, I have a chronic pain condition. I have depression. I've had a a handful of grief-stricken moments in my life, and I have a little bit of PTSD from that. Uh, But at the end of the day, nobody feels sorry for you. Nobody. Nobody. So don't try you know, try to um, uh, try to encourage people to respect your humor or your personality, your goodness or your kindness or your thoughtfulness. Uh, try not to get people to, um, uh, you know, feel sorry for you because it just I don't know what it is. Do you think that's a lacking in, in compassion in, in our culture or do you think it's something else? In some ways, I think it is. Um, yeah. But it just gets to a point where it just I don't know. There's a difference between pity and empathy. Yeah, And there's kind of a fine line sometimes, and sometimes it is because society as a whole is less compassionate than it used to be, but yeah, yeah. also because it just depends on... Depends on the circumstances, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, because I think everybody, even people who have compassion, there's just certain people that try to pity party everything, and they use that uh, to to not live up to their best. Or to make yeah. excuses of why they're not trying harder. So, so I do believe there's some nuance there, and we should tackle that. Yeah. Uh, I've got here the spirit of compassion, charity, and people being taken for granted. We're only as good as our systemic uh, values show. 
not looking for a handout, but a hand up to be self-sufficient. So I want to go into that, and that'll probably go into the pity party thing. And then I've got, uh, uh, this, this episode's been on the back burner for quite some time. Hate, culture, bullying, gaslighting, toxic politics, and fighting for what's good and decent in a world trying to be too cool for school. So I just mean uh, everybody wants to be cool nowadays, but like the old George Carlin saying, you ain't cool, skeezix, you just chilly, and chilly ain't never been cool. What that goes into is that, yes, we all want to be cool. We all want to be hip. We all want to be, you know, kick ass. You know, uh, we, we all grew up with the same pop culture shit, so we all have a desire to be cool. But at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is being a dickhead does is not being cool. And so... How do we find, how can we be cool and still be compassionate? You know, because I think a lot of people, uh, especially like my, my, my fair weather friends, my tertiary friends, my acquaintances, they think because I'm like this cool radio guy that uh, I must have some sort of um, a detachedness to me, that I'm not a thoughtful or I'm not a, a super endearing person, that I have to, in order to be cool, you have to be like Joe Rogan. You have to detach yourself from others and you don't have you can't be compassionate and i just don't think that's true i think people are always shocked when they find out that i actually have more compassion than they thought you know so the point is you can be cool without being a dick (laughs) uh got here serenity now i think we've done an episode like that before (laughs) and then like i said these are just all brain droppings the list goes on and on i'm not even going to go into all of them because honestly there's just too many here but uh, at the end of the day, yeah, we've got tons and tons and tons coming for season four. We're going to try. I, I make no promises, but we're going to very try very hard um, because at the end of the day, I mean, I wanted to talk to you at the end here about positivity. You know, when we were in season one and we were talking about knowing thyself, knowing how to stick up for yourself in a culture that often will not look uh, uh, being uh, able to detach yourselves from b- toxic people, bad relationships, uh, bad faith people, uh, etc. We're living in a culture now where we almost have to, you know, uh, uh, we have to know where to compartmentalize ourselves with others. And at the end of the day, it's not about being negative. It's about uh, just being tough enough to live in a tough culture. You want to speak on that a little bit? I don't even know where to begin. It's just that, especially as a sensitive person, it's it can be really tough sometimes because yeah. the world doesn't give a shit. The world's mean. Yeah, it's just really hard. It and is because you have I'm, to protect I, yourself and yeah. Because I, you know, that's where I I try to talk to people in season one and season two about the difference between being sensitive and being asensitive. Is that sometimes. They're the same, and, and sometimes they're not. And the, the distinction really is about you can be sensitive and emotionally sensitive without picking up on other people's vibes, and that doesn't mean that you're invalid. It, it just means that it you may or may not pick up on other people's uh, motives and intentions as much. Uh, and then they're sensitive in the sense of being asensitive, energetically sensitive. And a lot of times there's a lot of you know overlap there where a sensitive person – turns into an empath and where uh, they learn uh, how to block out the meanness and cruelness of society in order to empower themselves. That's what this show's all always about, you know, but yeah. Um, so babe, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I just wanted to come on, test the microphones, say hi to the folks, let you guys know that, uh, yeah, our tech is getting better. 
we're, we're, we're messing around with settings. We're, we're improving our sound. We're improving our topics uh, to be more positive, but we're also expanding the brand. So now we've got the hashtag spooky life and hashtag uh, nerd life. What do you think about that, hon? What, how do you think that kind of grows the channel and the brand? Just gives us more room for more topics and more things to talk about. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it'll help us kind of get into uh, maybe pop culture a little bit more, maybe get into movies more. Um, and, and that's not because we want to, uh, sh- you know, we don't want to water this down. We like that we're still keeping it real, you know. But like I said, in the season one and two, it was all about dealing with toxic people, toxic society, things like that. And after a while, that can start to feel negative. And so we really wanted to, now that we've learned our lesson with all that, we want to pivot a little bit and try to make the episodes a little bit more uh, positive and and useful uh, for people because uh, all that nihilism, all that uh, hyper-concentration on how cruel the world can be can oftentimes uh, paint a world to be crueler than it actually is. And so at the end of the day, yes, it is a cruel world. At the end of the day, yes, it can be a very negative environment. Um, it's also learning how to build, 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 build this giant, strong structure, this foundation of positivity and good for yourself so that when you know things aren't feeling quite right, you have a little extra juice to spare, you know, so that you don't get taken down every time you have a bad day or every time someone is acting like a dick to you, you know? And so that's why I wanted to expand the brand uh, to not only to pivot because I don't want to keep repeating ourselves, but I wanted to grow the brand into uh, all the positive things that we love about life because yeah, I mean, I'm not foolish. I know that the world can be jerky and we'll talk about that, but we also don't want to beat a dead horse with that. We don't want to continually talk about all the negativity in the world uh, unless it's relevant to the topic or unless it's relevant to mental health. That's really what it's always been about, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you got anything else for us, babe? Not much. I'm feeling out of gas today. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's because of summer and the heat or... Probably a little bit. Yeah. I'm probably just, I'm just worn out. So yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah, you guys, um, we're going to be taking this uh, next month off. We'll probably come back. I'm thinking, I don't know. I want to come back in August, but I might wait till September. And that's not for any other reason other than I want to continually grow. I want to keep perfecting everything, uh, get the newsletters out to you guys, start a merch shop. Uh, we're, we're trying to get paranormal videos out to you guys on the YouTube. So check that out on Chef Bright Comedy. Uh, but at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, we're just trying to make this useful and uh, legit. We want to legitimize this to the point where sponsors are like, they can't say no anymore. They can see our power. They can, you underestimate my power. That's a really bad line <laughs> from uh, <laughs> from uh, uh, <clears throat> the, the prequels, the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> You underestimate my power, but uh, I don't know. Oh, oh, did you want to talk about the January 6th hearing at all? I didn't really want to make this uh, too political, but uh, I don't know. Mm. We could do that. We can do another episode. There's, right. there's more coming up. So. Yeah, we'll do that later. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, at the end of the day, you guys, yeah, I mean, uh, Surviving Empathy Podcast is all about, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, finding positivity uh, uh, despite the fact that the world is what it is. It's not about 
sugarcoating shit. It's not about uh, living in fantasy land. Uh, but we want to talk about fantastical things because it's fun. You know, talk about ghosts, talk about cryptids, talk about uh, UFOs. And I think it's just a very exciting time uh, to be into ufology and cryptozoology and uh, all this uh, uh, paranormal stuff. Because at the end of the day, I mean, uh, it's an exciting new time because, I mean, you've got the government that now agrees that UFOs, UAPs exist and they want you to come forward. We just watched... Uh, 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 close Encounters of the Third Kind, and these airline pilots both saw a UFO. These two uh, uh, airplanes saw a UFO, and they're like, the U- air traffic control comes on, would you like to report a UFO? And they're like, negative. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah, because it could tank your career in those days. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean, that's the thing. You know, this show is not going to be for people who don't believe in anything. Sorry. Uh, there's just too much overwhelming evidence that some things exist. That being said, we don't drink the Kool-Aid and throw the baby out with the bathwater. We try to have an open mind, but not so open that your brain falls out. But, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, we're trying to tackle these subjects in a fair and scientific and concise manner. And at the end of the day, try to turn these soft uh, believers into hard believers. But, you know... Uh, you know, things like werewolves and stuff. I don't know. It goes a bridge too far for me, but. But it's fun. But it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> we'll figure it out. That's and the whole like I point said, of it all. well, that's why we do the episodes is that we, we, we arrange them in such a way where we're like, let's see if we can make ourselves believers. Kind of like with the Mothman. You know, I love the, the, the myth and the legend of Mothman. Uh, we did that episode on the Mothman last season, and uh, it converted me because I really thought it was an old sort of dying off phenomenon until you realize that, holy shit, just that summer, because it was in season one, it was last year, just that summer they were having actual reportings of the Mothman in very public places like in at the state fair and stuff. And so I'm like, hmm, interesting. New information and new stuff. Oh, yeah. And And now I'm more of a soft believer. I was kind of a soft disbeliever, and now I'm a soft believer. Now am I a full believer? No. (laughs) But... You know, that's what this is always about. And, you know, I mean, we try to tackle these subjects in such a way where, uh, you know, we're fair, we're scientific, we look for repeatable phenomenon, but we're also, we're not going to just, you know, say shit's real if it's not real. I mean, we watch shows like uh, Paranormal Caught on Camera and some of those guys uh, who also do podcasts and things like that, uh, we like them as personalities, but I mean, sometimes it's like, holy shit, they don't, they don't know what, where to draw the line. It's like they almost believe in everything. And well, that's know. just for TV too. I think. Uh, I mean, probably, I don't yeah. think all of them have the hard <laughs> beliefs that they come across as having all the time. Right, but right. It's, but it's good TV. It so. is good TV. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, you guys, thank you guys so very much for uh, listening to another episode. Of Surviving Empathy Podcast. We will be back, uh, like I said, probably um, late August or early September. And uh, if you can contribute small dollar donations, please. Uh, we now are on Venmo. We're now on Cash. And we're at PayPal as well as Patreon at... Where, babe? At Chef Bry Comedy. That's right. So if you guys want to pitch in, I mean, listen, you guys. We are trying to get the merch shop going. We are trying to get the paranormal videos and paranormal reviews going on YouTube at Chef Bry Comedy. 
and we're trying to do the good work that we can do uh, with our voice, which is, you know, activism, good mental health, cheering people up, giving people a sense of, 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 of strength and power and encouragement in a world that oftentimes people can't find a friend to, to rest their shoulder upon. And that's what we are. We're a shoulder to, to cry upon, if you will, because yeah. we are open-minded. We're, we are cool people. We're the cool kids, but we're also conscientious kids too. We're also, you know, gentle and, and loving. And uh, uh, as you get older, you start to realize the importance of kindness, you know, and that's what it's always about. That is true. So, yeah, yeah so. I look forward to season four, but, yeah, I just want to pop on here and talk a little Stranger Things and uh, catch you up on our mental health. My mental health is pretty good. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of weightlifting and weight training. I, I started my weightlifting last week, and I did. <clears throat> I have this, uh, like, ab machine where it kind of pulls your knees up to your, to your uh, I don't know, how would you describe that? Your knees up kind to your knee, elbows? Knees to chest. Knees, knees to, to chest, to, yeah. Knees to mid-elbow. Like. Yeah, but it hurts my back. And so yeah. I injured my back and had to take the whole week off. And so two steps forward, one step back. But here I am this week finally trying to get into the, you know, because I've got a whole setup here in the living room and in the den here. But, uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing today is I'm going to try to get back into my running, get back into my fitness, get into my weight training. And really, I'm doing that for my mental health because as this thing grows, it's going to one day it's going to be big and it's going to blow my mind. I'm going to be like, man, I don't know if I'm ready for all that. So I'm trying to be ready. I want to be ready physically, uh, mentally. But I, but more importantly, I want to be ready for others. I want to be able to take on the burden of helping real people. That's what it's about is to help real people. So you got anything else for us, babe? How much? Okay. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Anyways, thank you guys so very much for listening, and we will see you guys uh, very shortly. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye.